0: welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thanks for stopping by. Let's talk stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all let it grow together. going on guys welcome back to let it grow this is episode 13 we are somehow already on episode 13 Um, so thanks for uh, stopping by and uh, a lot of stuff to get into today with a lot of different market news a lot of different uh, updates on dividends and buybacks and just some different fear that's coming out in the market Uh, some different trends that I'm seeing Uh, but also just want to take a quick minute and, and kind of explain to to some people and answer some questions as to why I'm here, why I'm doing this podcast thing. And, uh, truthfully, it's just, uh, something that I've wanted to do for a while. Um, you know, it's not something I started lightly. I definitely kind of had to get up the the courage to start this and kind of share some of my journey, but, uh, really I just wanted to know that I did what I could, uh, Put my knowledge out there to maybe help some other people, um, others that are either afraid of the market or not sure of what to do or how to get started, or just are really uncertain overall about you know what they're doing financially or for retirement. I just see too many people that you know are either sitting on the sidelines or they are near retirement age that haven't put enough away or didn't know to start a, a 529 for their kids and they're not ready for college for them or they're still in debt. Uh, just a lot of different things out there that I felt like at this point in my life I could help with. Uh, you know coming from a small business background. Um, you know I've been doing my own thing for 13 years now, um, raised in a small business family. It's kind of all I've ever known is to save for that rainy day when you know either business gets hurt or a economic downturn or you know you get injured. Any any different downturn, I've always been one to save and plan and know that you have an out. That's always been something that I've been taught and something I'm uh pretty much trying to teach my kids and I'm, I'm just lived that type of lifestyle. So nothing really Um, my spending habits reflect that as well. You know, there's nothing I really dive into. We're definitely a, a calculated kind of family as the way we spend. Um, so I really just wanted to, to share some of that knowledge with others. Um, also, you know, I I just, I'm kind of tired of hearing excuses, you know, you know, I don't know what to do. I have no idea what the stock market is. I don't know how to start an account. What's a crypto? You know, all these things that you could easily solve with a Google search, but you just or some people just uh, neglect to do it all. You know, there, there's more than more than enough ways out there anymore to do this research. I mean, everyone will research a TV or a car or anything they're purchasing and look at the reviews and look at the specs and compare and back and forth. But then I hear so many people that say, oh, I don't I don't know what to do with stocks or I don't know what company to buy. So I just kind of wanted to put that front and center because I've been doing it for so long. I'm kind of tired of hearing the excuses. I feel like I can help others and I really don't want to get to retirement age with people in my age group and and hear that they had no idea what to do. So they just didn't do anything. So here we are. Um so what's going on in the market today? A um, bunch of different things. We got some good, some bad. Uh, Kathy Wood has, uh, well, she sold some Tesla, and that uh, she's the the Ark fund manager. And when when Kathy Wood sells Tesla, everyone freaks out because it's you know she's got one of the highest price targets by 2025. She's calling for a three thousand dollar share for Tesla. And she sold her sold Tesla, she sold a hundred and some odd million dollars of Tesla stock. Now that represents 0.5 of 1% or half a percent of her uh, position in Tesla. So they have over a billion dollars in Tesla stock. I truthfully think it was just a, a restructuring of the ETFs. They, they sold some. And they're probably going to put that money into other things. You know, they've been buying SoFi and Palantir and, you know, you name it. They're buying millions of dollars worth on a on a daily basis. So I don't really think it's a newsworthy event, but some people are uh, are definitely worried that Kathy would selling Tesla. Oh, no. So, you know, just something to be on the lookout for kind of these fake news headlines that come up that aren't necessarily newsworthy. Uh, But she's also very, very bullish on uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. And, uh, you know, I don't know that I'm as bullish as she is when it comes to a Bitcoin price target. But I think by uh, it was either 24, 2024, 25, she believes Bitcoin will be at 500,000 a coin. And, you know, today we're sitting at uh, I think we're about uh, 48,000. And it is uh, September 15th. uh, It's Wednesday when I'm recording this. So you know she's very bullish on it, and I'm just trying to double check my my Bitcoin price. Yeah, right now on Binance 48023. So she's very bullish. She thinks we're gonna 10x in the next four years or so. And I mean, I'd love to see it. I don't know that we're gonna get that high that that quick, but uh, I would certainly think that a 5x would be uh, would be manageable from these levels, and. Uh, I hope to see it. That would definitely help me out a good bit. And she is also very bullish on Ether, Ethereum, uh, ETH in the crypto space. And I am bullish as well. And she has been saying that uh, they are looking to hold about 60% in Bitcoin, 40% Ethereum. Uh, I think they're still in some of those altcoins, but for a a core position, she said 60% Bitcoin, 40 in ETH. Um, I'm kind of reverse. I'm more 30% Bitcoin, 60% ETH, and then 10% in some of the altcoins that are out there. Uh, I do think there's more use cases in Ethereum, Bitcoin being more of a store of value right now. Um, but you know, the Internet of Things and the money that uh, is going to be transferring back and forth. definitely be in bitcoin and if some more countries adopt bitcoin i do see more catalysts for both Um, so those are some good things that i've heard uh today there are certainly some problems and unknowns in the market uh, that i think we're really struggling to get by you know september is uh, historically a tough month and we've got you know delta variant we've got chinese government Um, they're cracking down on alibaba and uh, all the other names that are out there they are pressuring uh, or the closing some casinos out in uh, Macau or uh, up upping the restrictions. I don't know that they're necessarily closing, but uh, some of the restrictions have been upped. Uh, so wind resorts, Las Vegas sands have been getting beat down um, the past couple of days. We're down about fifteen to eighteen percent in those names in two days. Um, so you know i'm i've been buying those i didn't really expect to buy more win because two days ago we were 105 but now when it dropped to you know mid 80s i definitely started adding so i mean i definitely had some cash on the side set you know for some dips i didn't think they were coming here in the in the casino names but i like both long term so i started adding and uh hopefully that uh that pays off i've Kind of traded in and out of Win before. Um, at the start of the pandemic, I started buying Win and got out of it in the one hundred and thirty range, and then uh, buying back in sub one hundred. So, but there are other other issues with uh, travel and TSA numbers being way down. You know, it's hurting uh, your typical hotel names, your airlines, your Expedia, Tripadvisor. All those names are getting hurt right now. And there's just there's a, a lot of different pressures that are bringing us down. Um, you know the the treasury bills or, or the the bonds. The ten year is uh, still trading about one point two five percent, and that's kind of been weighing on us. Also, uh, I would like to see it get back above you know one five one seven to where we know this recovery is actually kind of worthwhile, and you know it's not just a head fake. Um, So everyone's kind of playing off those numbers uh, and banks are having a hard time making money with the lower, uh, lower yield out there. So everyone's just kind of trying to figure out what's next. And if we're going to be able to keep these earnings up in these companies that have been doing um, so well lately, are these earnings numbers going to be sustainable into next year if uh, the government turns off some of this money? And some of the spending is slowed down is the is the consumer going to be able to support a thirteen hundred dollar iPhone that got released, you know, like are all these things that are coming out? Are they going to be sustainable? So there's a lot of unknowns. Uh, there's a lot of fear. And, you know, the second half of September is normally a time to sell, you know, you generally see some sell pressure. So everyone's kind of posturing for those different. Uh, events and we we really have to know where to uh where to sell and where to hold um we've been talking a little bit about where to raise cash uh you know like in some of those names that feel like they're running up real hard that was uh you know microsoft or apple or even google's running up pretty high now you know they're 100 off their lows more than 100 off their lows so where can we where can we sell? And you know, for me, I did do some selling. Uh, I sold some McDonald's. I sold some Dominion. Um, just a little bit. You know, I still have a position in McDonald's that's pretty sizable, but uh, it is getting a bit overvalued. So I pulled some cash off of of those names to have some cash for these dips. Uh, I want to be ready to buy, and you know, I don't want to pull necessarily more money out of uh, out of my savings, or out of crypto to move into uh, stocks. So I'm doing a little bit of selling. And uh, some of them I'm I'm selling things that are not really panning out. And there's some winners that I'm trimming a bit here and there. Uh, I did sell a couple shares of Apple at uh, like 155. And now we're down to 146. I think uh, as far as Apple goes with the release that they had, they uh you know kind of kind of dropped the ball we we kind of thought uh, you know that maybe they would release a satellite phone oh, excuse me and uh you know the satellite thing didn't come through so that was a bit of a rumor um you know we were really hoping to see some different changes nothing really earth shaking you know a bit better of a battery bit better of a camera kind of par for the course um you know, update. You know, they they did release a couple different versions. Um, the iPad was kind of refreshed, but more or less everything was, you know, just the next generation, not anything earth shaking. Um, you know, but hopefully, if uh, if we do trend lower, you know, earlier this year we uh, had some resistance at that 143 level, and then we it broke down and and then got back through it. So hopefully. We do see some support at that 143 level. And I think if you don't have a position in Apple, it's certainly a good spot to, to, to look to add would be at 143 um, because that was that previous level of resistance. And now that level of resistance should offer us some support in the charts. So if we can add there, um, you know, it's a good spot, good spot to start a position. And then, you know, if we do get back down to those 130s, I would certainly be adding more. That's probably where I'll add back in. Um, But, you know, like I said, it's still a sizable position for me. It's still probably 4% of my portfolio. So I'm not necessarily looking to add. I just did a little bit of trimming as we were testing those top levels. Yeah, it's it's 4.3% of my position. So it's a larger position for me. So it's not something that I sold out of. Um, but like I said, I did do a little bit of trimming to have some money for these dips that I'm kind of anticipating towards the end of uh, September, beginning of October. And then historically we were generally out of that, that historic, uh, September lull, um, second week of October. So hopefully we can find some lows in that time, start buying, pick your names, pick your price targets. Um, and and start adding to those names, so you know for me Apple that's a that's a buy for for most around one forty three, and you know um, Microsoft I'd be I'd be looking to add maybe in the two eighty range, um, let it come down a few more, uh, drop a few percent, and see where it's going to go. And uh, if you wanted to add in those names, um, that would be probably a good spot to uh, to take a look to add. And, you know, the uh, we also were talking about previously how these bank stocks and the healthcare was going to be a safe haven for next year. And, you know, that kind of fizzled out, like I said, with some of the White House talks about regulation on the uh, the medication prescription price front and with the banks not having the interest rates there to really be in that sweet spot for them to make more money. Because um, money's really cheap right now, as far as lending, so both of those are still kind of beaten down. I still think that they're going to be a safe spot to be. You know, a lot of the banks are decent dividends, two, three, four percent, and uh, the health stocks too. Your Johnson and Johnson, AbbVie, uh, Abbott Labs, Medtronic, all those different device uh, companies. Could be a good spot to be in as well. So, kind of take a look where you want to be, see what sectors um, work for you, and uh, you know, I'm looking to add some cybersecurity and uh, some more growth back into to some names here. I do want to build up more of that dividend to have that uh, uh, monthly income rolling in and reinvesting in these names, or turn the drip off the the dividend reinvestment to have some of this cash to uh, invest in other names. But uh, so, you know, take a look at where you wanna be, if it's cybersecurity or if it's 5G or EVs, take a look now and get ready for what could happen next. I I just don't want anyone to get caught without um, having the money ready to, uh, to purchase something should these prices start falling off a cliff. And uh, you, you're not ready for it, so definitely um, take a look and see what's out there. Get the cash ready now by selling some positions that maybe ran too hot, and uh, set your price targets on on these names that you're looking to get into, and wait for these dips. I, I do think we're gonna have some selling. Um, just be ready for it. That's all I can all I can really emphasize to you is be ready for. Um, a 5%, 10% dip. Um, it, it certainly is, is out there and it can certainly hurt you. And if you've never experienced a correction or, or a crash, um, you know, we, we've spent like 250 days now without a uh, 5% or more correction and that's not typical. So I, I think we're probably due for one and you know, be on the lookout. That, that's pretty much it. Be ready and be on the lookout. All right. So there's uh, some more news coming out of uh, China as far as uh, Alibaba is concerned. Um, they are pledging to donate $15.5 billion to China's uh, Common Prosperity Initiative. And it says, uh, here on Yahoo finance that the, uh, the money is going to be paid out over five years to p- support various techno, uh, technology and small business initiatives. And, uh, it says they are currently unclear whether Alibaba will receive any equity in return for the donations. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I'm really uncertain as to what this is. If this is more Chinese muscle as the, the government, um, has been really, you know, relentless about what they're doing to kind of control the different companies. I know we've talked about that a bit, or if this is truthfully something that Alibaba is willing to do and, uh, kind of where, you know, what this money is going to and what really what the, uh, the purpose behind it is, you know, with, uh, some of the, the gaming crackdowns in China and saying that children under, I think it was the age of, uh, uh, 15 or 18 they only have like 3 hours a week to be on uh computer games uh i think you know there's there's just a lot of crackdowns as far as who can do what and is this payment supposed to be something uh you know to to do with that to do with 10 cent being involved in uh the video game industry i'm just very uncertain as to What's going on? And really, if if uh, we should even be touching some of these Chinese names right now? Uh, also in the news today with uh, uh, Alibaba's uh, AliPay, uh, which they have a, a 33% uh, ownership in AliPay, and uh, they are currently breaking up AliPay. So it makes it even more uncertainty as to know what's going on. Uh, with the the Chinese government right now, so the government basically wanted to crack down on the uh, the leverage in the in the spending in the Chinese market. So uh, they're they're clamping down on the consumer lending as well, and that includes Alipay's products, and they're underwritten um, from the uh, central bank and other government controlled uh, financial institutions. So it really makes you curious as to what is going to be left for Alibaba and what is going to be theirs and how much data Alipay is going to have to give up to the government to, you know, control some of this leverage and some of the spending that's going on in the market. So right now I've, I've heard a lot of people say, um, you know, that basically Chinese stocks are uninvestable. Um, I certainly think it's it's challenging uh i had sold off a good portion of my alibaba that i had uh with the rest i I think i'm gonna ride it out and see where we go from here um you know i am down a bit on that position it's not a major loss at this point but uh you know there is on a fundamental basis when you're looking at alibaba they they look great on paper um you know as far as the current uh, price targets i mean and some of these probably haven't been updated there's been a couple buy ratings in the last few days uh, stifle nicholas issued a 210 price target loop capital with the 250 price target um so there there's you know definite upside based on the fundamentals you know the pe is at a 19 which is remarkably cheap for a tech company with so much cash on the balance sheet on the balance sheet and uh you know there's a a lot of different things that they're really good at except the the government as we've said before just has such a stronghold there and we really don't know what the outcome is if they're trying to um you know just draw in a bunch of american capital or you know investors from abroad and it really makes it uncertain as to what to do and how to play it. So I can fully understand if there's a, it's a risk that you're not willing to take. It, there certainly is risk involved. Um, hopefully that reward comes back to those that stay in the name. Um, but, you know, we, we really don't know right now. And that makes it really hard for a lot of people to endorse it. Uh, like I said, there are a few analysts that say the price target is much higher but you know, it, it's all with the risk. So, um, there's definitely other options elsewhere. You know, we, we've talked a bit about C limited, uh, out of, uh, Southeast Asia. And that's another one that, uh, does some of this e-commerce and, um, they're kind of like the Amazon and Google of Southeast Asia. Uh, and that one has uh, been doing really well lately. And, uh, you know, with the, there's not as much upside there. You've, you've only got about a 7% upside as that, uh, company has run so hot lately. Um, and other price targets, um, lucid, uh, motors has caught another, um, coverage from bank of America. They just initiated coverage on, uh, on lucid at, uh, $30. That was, uh, that was today, I believe it was was the 15th. Yep. Today. And, uh, you know, so that's another, uh, pretty big price hike on the, uh, upside for, for lucid being closing the day at, uh, 1991. So, uh, I've been in that one for quite some time as well, since the CCIV days, uh, from that SPAC merger. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely waiting to see how this one plays out too. uh, Morgan Stanley came out and, uh, posted a $12 price target on it and said that the valuation was overblown and that uh, there was far too many players in the space and that basically, you know, they they need to prove themselves before uh, they get this 30 billion market cap valuation that they currently have, uh, which, you know, I I can definitely see. I mean, they're they're certainly going to be that premier uh, luxury type company in the space. And I, I think they can probably Build some high quality cars of what I've seen, but uh, you certainly want to uh, take that with a grain of salt. They haven't made any profits yet. You know they they haven't really been rolling out the the vehicles, so you know you you certainly have that risk there as well. There is uh, that thirty percent upside uh, according to Bank of America, and uh, I think the other one was Citibank, and uh, you know, they they had issued coverage at twenty eight. Yeah, City Citibank at twenty eight. So you know that's also another option, and uh, you know just gotta watch where they go. And um, I think if City drops back or uh, Lucid drops back down into the the eighteen dollar range, I, I think it's it's going to be a, a definite add for me. You know, I'll, I'll start nibbling there, but um, definitely take a look at it and uh, and be ready for these crashes. Um, I did want to talk a bit also about, uh, margin accounts and, uh, uh, investment loans on your, your line of credit on your investments. Um, when you go to open up an account, it'll say, do you want to do a margin account upgrade? And that's basically going to be borrowing against your portfolio for investment purposes. Uh, It's not something I've ever done. Uh, I had a couple questions about it was why I was going to bring it up. Uh, So you can, on E-Trade, Guy had uh, inquired about uh, doing a margin account upgrade. And they would do a uh, 50% of your total equities in a margin loan to where you would pay uh, on E-Trade. It was 6% for a margin loan. And then you could take that money and invest it into different things that you see that would be making you more than that 6%. But, uh, so right off the bat, you have to, um, feel that you're going to make more than 6% in whatever name that you're in. And then they can also do a margin call to where they can, uh, ask for this money back at any given time. And you have about three days to pay this loan back. Um, or you know you're going to lose your shares that you put up for collateral, so it's certainly a risk. It's not something I've done. Uh, I did look at a line of credit against my portfolio to be able to buy an investment property, and that was uh, fairly fairly similar, but the the uh, interest rates on that were a good bit less. They were three point six percent versus that six percent on the margin loan. And uh, with the line of credit, you cannot uh, purchase any equities or any stocks with that money. Um, so you you don't have as much flexibility as you do with the margin account. The interest is a lot less, and you can use it for renovations or buying a property or you know whatever you need to to cover at any point in time. And then you would just have to you know make those payments back on your uh, line of credit. Uh, if you fail to pay the loan, they would then uh, take the shares that you put up for collateral uh, in doing so. But uh, another way to to basically use your money for you if you need it uh, without selling the shares. So then if you were getting dividends or growth while um, you had the loan out, you would still receive those dividends. And if you have enough in the way of dividend payments, you could possibly Pay for your loan with your dividends if you turn that off. So another way to uh, to use your portfolio to kind of better your financial situation. But but that's what I've got for you guys in this one. Thank you for stopping by. Please make sure to like and subscribe and uh, share the podcast. It definitely does help build the community here. And uh, if you did learn something and you feel like supporting the podcast. I would definitely uh, appreciate it. You can do that by uh, going to the uh, website at the anchor.fm slash let it grill. And thank you guys immensely. And uh, I'll catch you in the next one. And uh, let's get out there and uh, get invested. Take care. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell, and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on eTrade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.